It's Nurses Appreciation Week, taking on very special meaning during this time when they're working on the front lines and risking their lives. And in fact, um, also thank the families, too, because, of course, they have to go back home to their families and their families are being exposed potentially to the work that they're doing. Joining us now is Terry Weaver. She's the dean and professor at the University of Illinois at Chicago College of Nursing. Hi, Terry. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thanks so much for being with us. So first, let's just start off, and can you tell us a little bit about Nurses Appreciation Week? Absolutely, and thanks for the invitation to share that. Well, in 1953, uh, Dorothy Sutherland, uh, who was with the U.S. Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, asked President Eisenhower to establish a Nurses' Day um, for October. But it wasn't until uh, in the 1970s uh, that actually uh, Congress uh, passed the, the um, National Nurses' Week. And that was because in 1974, the International Council of Nurses proclaimed that May 12th, which is the birthday of Florence Nightingale, uh-huh. be the International Nurses' Day. So that's how it was established. Wow, that's incredible. And of course, um, I think this is a special anniversary for Florence Nightingale as well, right? That's right. This has been proclaimed by the World Health Organization as the uh, year of the nurse and midwife because this is the 200th anniversary of the birth of Florence Nightingale, which essentially founded nursing. Wow. Um, You know what? I found this interesting article that said, wondering how Florence Nightingale would have tackled (laughs) COVID-19. Yes, well... As you know, uh, she was uh, instrumental in um, uh, tending to the the wounded during the Crimean War, but she faced the same kind of problems that exist today, which was a lack of supplies, rampant infection, and limited help. Uh, But she had the same kind of dedication, innovation, and compassion that we see in our nurses today. But what is little known about Florence Nightingale, who established the first School of Nursing um, in London was that she actually was a pioneer in the field of statistics and the presentation of data. She loved math. And so I think today she would be fascinated by the way we are presenting um, the curves and the flattening of the curve um, graphics that we see on TV and in the paper. Wow, Terry, that's fascinating. Speaking with Terry Weaver, she's a dean and a professor at University of Illinois at Chicago College of Nursing. So, Terry, it's a special calling to become a nurse. Uh, Can you talk about the type of person that it takes to become a nurse? Well, obviously, these are individuals who will do whatever it takes to promote health uh, for individuals. Um, They are highly dedicated. Um, They are critical thinkers. Um, and they're individuals who will be uh, creative in coming up for solutions for health problems. They're individuals who really embrace uh, science and technology, um, as well as having a high, high degree of compassion and selflessness in, in the care that they provide. The thing that I find interesting is there's also, there's no job too small, there's no job too big or complicated, and there seems to be a lot of emotional work that's involved with being a nurse, a lot of caretaking that has nothing almost to do with medicine at times. Well, as you care for someone who's ill, you certainly develop a bond, and I think that because you're at the bedside, 
for most of that person's time in the hospital. Um, you can't help but develop that kind of relationship. And so uh, when they are not doing well, despite all your efforts and the efforts of medicine, it does take an emotional toll. But there's also joy um, in in different ways in helping someone to pass um, when they're dying, but also when they do recover. And that, I think you see on TV with the clapping and the jubilation because of what uh, their efforts have been able to achieve in, 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 in being able to bring someone from the, the, the brink um, back to health. What have you been hearing from your nurses so far in terms of what they're facing right now? Well, they are um, physically and emotionally exhausted for sure, but there is an inner drive to keep going uh, because of uh, their dedication to their patients and to the profession. Uh, They are certainly worried about their families, as you mentioned, in in contracting COVID-19, and they're taking extraordinary efforts to be careful in disposing uh, their clothes when they come home and washing their hands and showering and, and just preventing that spread. Um, but there, I know our own faculty at uh, UIC College of Nursing have, even on their time off now, volunteered in the hospital. They're doing telehealth. They're involved in setting up testing stations, and they're dealing with surveillance, which is remarkable um, because they don't have to because they have full-time jobs as faculty. But they know that this is really important to join others in the front line of patient care to make sure that either they relieve other nurses um, or they provide the direct care themselves. Well, it's been interesting to hear, too, of people that are retired and coming back to help out as well. Absolutely, uh, because I think we understand um, what nurses are going through and anything that we can do to help relieve that uh, as well as um, to address um, the pandemic. But, you know, nurses have been doing this um, back into um, uh, Florence Nightingale's yeah. time. As a matter of fact, they were there um, doing home visits during the 1918 influenza. Um, they were involved in the Ebola um, outbreak, in the MERS outbreak. Um, and uh, and certainly during the, you know, the, as I said, during the Spanish flu in 1918. So nurses do not shy away from rolling up their sleeves and making sure that people get the care they need um, and, and to prevent the spread of infection. Well, I think it's fascinating because I think you tend to develop a much more intimate and personal relationship with your nurse because you see a lot more of your nurse than necessarily you would your doctor or your surgeon. That's right. When you spend eight hours or 12 hours a day with someone uh, for several days, yeah, you can't help but develop that, and you get to meet their families. And you not only um, help that patient through this struggle, and this is what I think is special about nursing, is that we also attend to the family. So uh, we try to reach out and, and help them. Um, and uh, an example of that is one of our, our graduates um, and faculty is collecting phone chargers for patients. Um, to um, make sure that um, they can have a connection because often they get to the hospital, they don't have their phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have their phone, but not their charger. Um, And she's doing that nationwide. And I think that's really innovative. And of course, it's uh, terribly lonely to have COVID-19. And we've been hearing really tragic stories of people that are inflicted and who, you know, have to you can't see their family before they pass. But then for anybody right now that's admitted in a, in a hospital with COVID-19 sort of protocol, no one's really allowed into the hospital right now. No family or visitors. 
And I think that's why it's um, particularly been stressful for nurses because not only are they working long hours, and they have more patients who are have a high, high degree of severity than they ever had. They know that um, there is no one else for that patient but them. Mm-hmm. And and they have to give more of themselves than perhaps under normal circumstances where there would be family involved. I also think it's interesting, too, that a patient might feel more comfortable telling their nurse what is bothering them or really ailing them versus maybe being a more hesitant to tell their doctor. So kind of nurses end up being a sort of a healthcare advocate for the patient as well. Well, we see our job as that, as being the health advocate for patients. For over 17 years, we've been the most trusted profession, and there's a reason for that. Um, I think it's because of, of the, the fact that the patients know that we look out for their best interests, and we always have and we always will. So since you are the dean at the University of Illinois at Chicago College of Nursing, is there a pandemic studies that, uh, that prepare uh, nurses as they study for nursing? Well, we we prepare them to handle situations of infection, and that's what this is. Um, and we also prepare them for population health and uh, community health. So all of that is taught, and that um, is, are all the areas that are present when you talk about um, a pandemic, and that is making sure that it doesn't spread to other people, making sure your community is safe, how to treat the acutely ill, how to protect yourself and your patient, um, as well as promote um, hygiene that will um, uh, sever the spread of the, the virus. So uh, we thread all of those things, um, sterile technique, um, hand washing, um, um, as well as understanding um, how infections occur and, and physiologically what happens to the body when there's an infection. So in all those ways, you see these uh, acute care nurses um, taking care of these patients all the skills that they bring, we teach them um, during their time with us as students. And finally, Terry, before we let you go, what what are some ways that we can thank our nurses this week? You know, there are so many different ways, but the best is just to say thank you. I think the most important thing is for the public to remember what nurses do and the sacrifices they make after the 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 pandemic is over because so often we see other health professionals in the highlight and they're the ones who get mm-hmm. the interviews when in fact it's really um, in addition to that person nurses behind the scene who made a difference in whether that patient has recovered or not so although I, I hate to have a pandemic as a reason to highlight mm-hmm. what nurses do I just hope that the public remember this in the future and whenever there's again a celebrity or someone who's recovered that they thank the nurse in addition to thanking the physicians. And of course, as you mentioned, Terry, it's not only Nurses Week, but this is going to be the entire year, right? So That's correct. <laughs> so we have so to... you can say thank you many times. <laughs> so we have the whole year to do something nice for a nurse. So <laughs> That's right. And just uh, anything would be greatly appreciated. Well, thank you so much, uh, Terry, for being with us. That was Terry Weaver, Dean and Professor at the University of Illinois, Chicago College of Nursing.